The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. We are joined now by Lena Choi. She's a Senior Vice President at Moody's Investors Service to talk about the outlook for China's non-financial companies. And uh, Lena, I know that you are closely watching credit conditions in China. Can you outline for us some of the challenges there? Thank you again. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Um, we definitely think that the credit conditions for non-financial Chinese companies are going to be negative um, looking out into next year. Um, and that's a result of both domestic challenges continue to be present, as well as some external risks also intensify. Let's start with some of the internal um, pressures. Um, property sector downturn will continue to have negative effect on the supply chain along property sectors, associated sectors, and depress um, um, and weaken demand um, in a way. And also, more importantly, the funding conditions um, for developers and with contagion to the broader high-yield space is somewhat concerning um, as well. So that's um, on the domestic front. Externally, we are also seeing, um, because of the aggressive rate hikes um, in a number of developed economies, slowing global growth um, that would lower the demand for China exports, of course. And also, you know, uh, ongoing geopolitical tensions uh, potentially reduce capital inflow. And last but not least, you know, the lingering supply chain bottlenecks as a result um, of the ongoing COVID um, issues are probably going to raise costs, input costs primarily, across many different sectors. Lena, you're laying out a pretty bearish case there. Can we talk about the, the risk of default? Is that something that you want to address? Um, actually, we do, and especially on the property um, front, I think you have also heard from my colleagues in the property team in the last couple of days, that definitely we are worried about the funding conditions, just to give you a sense. Um, you know, the broader rated um, high yield space next year, um, we are looking at 60 billion US dollar of uh, maturity coming up for the rated um, portfolio high space. And a majority of that um, is actually offshore uh, maturity. So um, yes, you know, we are still quite concerned about the funding condition being very tight. And we cannot exclude, um, you know, a probably continuous continuation of um, some defaults for financially weak developers and high yield companies. We did have a, a support package uh, for the property sector, as you well know, the 16-point plan. Developers can access more money from pre-home sales, but um, I'm getting the feeling you feel that this doesn't really address the underlying problems in China's property sector. Um, you know, we we definitely think the most recent um, support packages um, targeted to alleviate the liquidity pressure of developers, um, the financially weak um, developers in China, and also to prevent um, to 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 a greater extent incomplete 
disruption of the project's kind of risk. Those targeted measures, we, we think it's credit positive, um, but however, it will probably take some time yeah, um, for us to monitor how well this can be executed and whether it can sustainably revive contracted sales, which Moody's still forecast um, to decline by 10 to 15 percent um, for next year. So away from the kind of the central government, if you look at the, what the central bank can do, I mean, is there a way for the PBOC? Is there a situation that you can envision where maybe policy is tweaked to the extent that it can relieve some of the stresses that are building, or is that clearly an impossibility at this point? I mean, that it's too entrenched, a lot of the risk that you have outlined. Um, in Moody's base case, um, that's, that underlies the negative credit conditions on non-financial companies, um, we are not assuming, you know, aggressive monetary or physical easing. Um, we don't think that's likely. And so far, we have not seen that kind of aggressive easing um, per se. Um, you know, we, we, we'll just have to monitor how the situation goes. You can't do charts on radio, obviously, but uh, we did have an interesting uh, Bloomberg chart out today. It shows the China credit impulse, uh, and it is a good leading indicator of earnings trends. Now, that chart shows that China is about to enter a cyclical bull market. Uh, can we trust that sort of reading? I'm probably not the best person um, to take a you know charting or interest rate direction um, question, but uh, um, as I said, on the earnings front, um, we do see some bifurcation um, for the rated portfolio. Um, first, we see the SOE state-owned enterprises, you know, credit differentiation in favor of the SOEs um, because of their strong market position, because of their di more diversified and better onshore funding access. Um, we do expect their earnings to stay stable um, and leverage also to stay stable. Um, on the private own, uh, privately owned um, company side, um, obviously we have spoken about the property developers. They are going to be still in a pretty tight and difficult situation. Um, but some of these um, rated, um, you know, IG rated uh, market leaders in some of the private um, sectors, um, like food and beverage, for example, um, we do expect um, them to stay relatively steadier compared to peers. So I'm listening to you and I'm wondering wondering what the credit dis default swap market is like in China, because if I'm an investor in fixed income, given everything that you've laid out, I want an insurance policy. How developed is the CDS market on the mainland? Um, you probably have to talk to our, you know, our resident ex experts on, on the structure finance front. Um, that, 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 that's really not my expertise area. Okay. So if you had to hedge, if you were advising a client very quickly, Lena, is there a way to hedge against some downside risk? Um, we cannot um, advise on hedging of, or positions, and we don't make comments on um, trading policies per se. But what I can say, um, on the credit side, I think def uh, definitely pockets of ongoing monitoring, close monitoring, would be the liquidity conditions um, for the high yield space. Okay, so that's the leading indicator. And if things go negative on that front, avoid at all cost. Can I say that much safely? I just did. I hope you agree with me. Lena, thank you so much uh, for being with us. Lena Choi is Senior VP at Moody's Investor Service, joining us on Daybreak Asia. 
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.